And good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and family. Everyone who has been with me this entire fucking stretch of making podcasts, making shirts, building websites, graphic design, black ink this, black ink that. Hello, all of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and being a part of this fucking beautiful little community that is starting to develop under the big umbrella of black ink. I'm super excited. I'm coming to you with heaps of fucking energy at the moment. I'm actually coming to you maybe a little bit hungover, a little bit stoned and a little bit tired because we had some drinks last night. We had some people around. It was it was a fun experience. We're playing dice until, you know, all hours of the night. We're playing this game where we where like you come up with a song and you have to figure out which fucking year it's from. Like, you know, you're in a group of four excuse me, and uh, like I come up with, like I'm like, oh, um, welcome to the Black Prey by My Chemical Romance, and everyone has to guess what year it's from. Unfortunately, though, your boy just fucking stores songs in his head, like, according to sound, not according to the year they were released. I think I got, like, three points, and all these other dudes got, like, fucking, like, 20-something points and the rest. Cool, man. Hey, I can't play your game, because I don't think like that, you know? But it's all good. I'm coming to you. Oh, sorry. I didn't welcome myself. My name is Jake Kerr. This is the Black Ink Podcast. This is episode number 25, which is super exciting because I did fucking... This is 25 episodes. You know what I mean? Like, I said this in my last podcast. I think this is super fun. You know, like people say, oh, I don't want to take a four-year study course or a six-year study course because, you know, I'm 28 and if I start it now, then, you know, four years from now, I'm going to be 32. And I mean, shit, it's just so far away. But the thing is, like, those four years are going to pass anyway. So that time is gonna that time is gonna tick over anyway. So if there's something that you could possibly do or use that time to like create something cool for yourself or build your education or just fill in the blank, then why the fuck wouldn't you do it? Like obviously when I did my first podcast, I was fucked in the head and everything was like, uh, um, yeah, hey, how you going? And I know that even now I'm making super rookie mistakes. But if I want to have ten thousand podcasts on the internet, I have to have number twenty uh, number twenty five. I have to have number one. I have to have number 100. All of them are essential. So it's kind of cool when you get to a place of like, you know, right now I'm doing number 25. It's like, that's fuck it. I get to say that I've done 25 podcasts. They've all been 45 minutes. I've got a little bit better in a, you know, different way each time. And so I'm like, I kind of let the momentum of that success be the fuel. You know, that's why we'll record number 26 and number 27 and number 28, because it'll get me to, you know, like hopefully by the time I got a hundred podcasts, it's for a little bit more reason than to get good at podcasting. But you understand what I'm saying. I just find it find it interesting that people don't do things some of the times because they, uh, <clears throat> I don't know whether it's like a failure to launch situation where they kind of are scared about like what the um, work involved might be. Like, here's an example. I know, right, learning from history, I'm going to put this there. For about 10 minutes and that smoke's gonna the, the incense will keep blowing in my face and i'll get to a point where i get angry and just move it somewhere else so we've got 10 minutes and counting right but um i think it's interesting that people have this uh like when i was 18 i remember my dad's friend came around and he said oh you know we're looking for blokes up on the hill rah, rah, rah. and i won't get into what up on the hill is if you're from the southwest you understand what up the hill is but uh the, you were looking for blokes up the hill just like tas and stuff like that um would your young bloke be interested he looked at me and he goes look do you want to work for you know, X amount an hour for so many days a week, whatever it was, you know, whether it was five and two or, you know, whether it's just like a normal work week or whether you're on shift or on roster or whatever it might be. And I was like, oh, what's it doing? And he's like, that's the fucking wrong attitude. It's just like, yes or no. You know, do you want to be on good money on a good roster doing whatever is asked of you? Or do you want to fucking 
you know, push your marbles around in the dirt, figuring out what you're going to be and who. And and that's not what he was saying at the time. But the moral of the story was like, if you get too caught up in the idea of what you think things are going to be and make a decision based off that, then how the fuck are you ever meant to do anything? How the fuck are you ever meant to move forward and progress? Because you're letting the idea, the idea of the unknown hold you back. And the thing about the unknown is, is that you don't know it. So there's no real fucking, there's no real like safety in putting your, you know, confidence in like, oh, well, I don't think I'd be any good at that. Or I don't think I'd enjoy that. Bitch, you've never done it. How the fuck would you know? And man, it only took a minute. The thing about the, uh, the thing about the unknown is I feel like at that time, you know, I obviously didn't end up getting that job because I was too hesitant and had, you know, obviously a bit of fucking concern or whatever about it. And Later on, I end up getting a very similar job for about two thirds of the wage and obviously like still a great job, still learn heaps from it, but definitely having a moment where you go like, oh fuck, that job would have been hell good. If I had just said yes and gone and done it and figured it out when I'd done it, then I would have been right. But instead I let the idea of what I thought it would be get in the way of me doing it and therefore I didn't do it. And unfortunately, this is one of those lessons that gets easier as you get older because the more times you make the mistake, the easier it is to correct the mistake. And then the more times you get yourself in a situation where you didn't make the mistake originally, you saw that red flag of like, oh, I can hold myself back by the thought of what I think this could be, or I could just fucking balls deep, get myself into this and find out while I'm doing it, and then find yourself doing something you really enjoy when you thought, fuck, this is going to be something that I probably won't. Or, you know, even further than that, doing something that you maybe thought that you wouldn't enjoy doing it, you don't enjoy doing it and then you stop doing it and then you're like, well, at least I fucking know. And also I got this, this and this information and education out of the situation. But look, to be honest, I sat down here with no fucking game plan today. As I said, I'm a little bit foggy in my head, so I'm just rattling shit off and that came out of nowhere. So if my shit doesn't make sense today, I apologize. All I hope is that this information, my voice finds you happy and healthy and you've been good to your mother lately. Do you understand? That's what's important to me. That's what all this is about. At the end of the day, like, I know I speak a lot about, I don't know what I speak a lot about, actually. I feel like I get a little, little bit confused. I, this all comes down to like, I, I want people to be as happy as like, as I am. And on, on that, I'm trying to be as happy as I can possibly, possibly be. And I think that takes a lot of like introspective kind of like being the third party to your own self and viewing you from outside point of view and understanding like, you know, what is my character and who am I and what am I trying to achieve and where am I going and what is happiness and what is sadness and, you know, understanding the scale of emotions and, and all these things that you're going to go through as a human and then trying to build a life and build your days and your months and, and your years in a way that you can put yourself in as many situations as you can be having fun and enjoying yourself and being happy and falling in love and staying in love and letting love like enrich your life so much so that you start to understand what the purpose of it all is. You know, it's like finding these things, like creating those moments in your life that you look at in movies and you go, fuck, I wish that was me. But getting them so real that you realize that those scenes in the movies are so far off. Right. I know it's kind of like a, it's a weird like catch 22, but I mean, especially my generation, we grew up on fucking TV shows and movies. Like all we're trying to do is recreate them. And all we're trying to do on social media is show people that we're recreating them with these perfect fucking romantic moments and these amazing breathtaking like once in a lifetime opportunities that people seem to have every fucking weekend it's like finding a place where you can like where you've built a life and you've built a whole like a life and a lifestyle and an experience for yourself where 
it doesn't really matter where you fall because you know you're in a situation of good people, you're in a situation of like good things around you and good energy and good environments so that you do enjoy your life and you are happy. And I feel like my, I was saying this to a customer on the coffee van the other day, I feel like my responsibility as someone who is young and has this imagination that I do for like the ability to live this life, to live the life that I'm talking about, where you're happy and you're experiencing things and you're in love and you let yourself be vulnerable and you let yourself be dominant and submissive and you let all the things that you can imagine happen to you for the sake of having a good human experience, enjoying yourself, knowing the highs, knowing the lows. I feel like it's my responsibility to talk about this and to like build that picture in other people's mind that I see in my mind and let it be a reality for them as well, for you as the audience to like have this experience that I'm going through and I'm talking about and trying to like give to you. I think I've just gone fucking way off the deep end right now and I'm wearing a fucking... Of course, I'm wearing this when I say something like that. If you're just listening to this, it's like a yellow, orange and black camo fucking, I think it's like a neck buff or something. And like, I woke up just before we've gone out and had some breakfast and that like, I tied my hair up last night and it's just, it's a fucking mess. And I'm like, I just want something to keep it all out of my face. And this is what we landed on. So that explains the fucking head wrap. Okay. My apologies if it's off putting. I've actually added a lot to my kind of decor here. I like to... Yeah, this is funny, actually, with um, what I put out the front here. <laughs> what I like to do, I feel like I've collected all of this like little shit just so that I could put it on display somewhere one day where people walk past and go like, oh, I used to love it when I had my house, actually. I used to um, live in a house in the middle of town and there was heaps of ledges and stuff for things to go. And I feel like I always used to collect little things that I could put on the ledges so that people could walk past. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then, of course, you know, you lose all your ledges, you move to a caravan where you've got about an A4 piece of paper worth of bloody bench bench space that's shared between you, a dog, and a female. So nothing gets to go on display. And all this just kind of ends up in little fucking gaps in between your clothes in storage containers. And then now I've got a reason to get them out and show them. And every time I find these things, I'm like, oh, it's got to go on the podcast table. I, I must show people that I own a fucking tech deck and some praying hands and, and a fucking pack of cards and a rock whistle, you know? shouldn't have done it it set the dog off <laughs> get out of here dog you're a bloody nuisance ah um hang on let me go back just just a couple conversations about oh yeah so and this is a thing like i find i really like this thread of um like trying to achieve a happy life because i feel like a lot of the times okay how's this so when I had a job, when I had like a normal job, and I spoke a little bit a little bit about this in my past podcast, which by the way, I came in way too hot. I want to apologize if that old lady who I had the fucking coronavirus conversation with where, you know, like it's my social responsibility to get vaccinated. So it's your responsibility to fucking know what you're talking about. I apologize if, I mean, if, if you watch my podcast, I mean, hey, that was a brilliant conversation that we had. You know, obviously I was coming in a little bit fucking immature. You were coming in a little bit fucking gassed up on fake news. Hey, we, we all have faults. It's all good. I apologize. I fucking support you. I'm not going to get, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about it. But the thing that I, uh, yeah, the thing that, that, that I feel like people get a bit lost in when they have a job is the routine of the job. It's like to be a good to be a good person, to be a good employee, to be a good contractor, whatever you want to call yourself, is to take on the responsibility of understanding that you have a job and, and that you know there is someone or something that requires a certain amount of effort from you for a period of time for so many days a week, right? And 
we forget, we worry about the next 10 minutes and the next six hours in that. When's my next lunch break? How long before I can check my phone? How long until I get to go home? How long until I get to fucking have a shower and all this shit? So we go like Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Thursday and so on. And then you get to this point as well where like it's a little, little, little bit of a bit bigger scale and you go like, you know, January to February to March and then you go the seasons and then you go the years and all of a sudden you're fucking in your late 20s and nothing's really happened, you know? And I just feel like the monotony that is the routine that we have to uh, we have to be in essentially just to like maintain livability to like get through this human life having the things that we want bare essentials being food and water and working your way up to a fucking shit that you don't need you know what I mean like the fucking you know everything everything you know the part of this whole normal life where you keep consuming and buying things and eating things and having experiences you have to do this shit and we're given just enough time off just enough break, you know, like two, a day and a half out of every seven days you get to spend your spare money doing things that you enjoy doing. Maybe using the boat that you that sits in your yard for five days a week. You get to go and do that, you know. We forget in this whole clusterfuck of things that we have to do within this routine to man, maintain our life that there is a greater question. And it's, what are we doing, right? Here's something that I've always thought, right? A bit of information that I missed out on in school, like I don't know when the right age would be to tell kids this or maybe just to continuously tell them like all through primary school is we haven't figured it out yet. I had this assumption that we were coming into life and we had figured it all out because as you grow up, you get sick, you take a pill. If you get really sick, you go to the doctor, the doctor figures you out. If there's something wrong inside you, we open you up, we take it out, we sew you back up. Some people die, most people don't. We're in a really good place as far as information technology. We're in a great place as far as medicine. Science is fucking, we've sent people to the moon and back, we've done all these crazy things, so you kind of assume like, well, everything's sorted. The ambition that I had as a kid was kind of dulled to a certain extent because I thought there was nothing else to figure out. I didn't understand that there were, we're on this great voyage of like finding out as much as we can and there's something tied into the DNA of humans that makes us so curious and so inquisitive to these things and the idea is is that we keep moving forward for some reason no one really tells us to but we keep wanting to know more and it's easy to say now that in this 21st century that it's business and big money that pushes these things forward because as you discover things or you learn things it means that we can create new technologies or you can patent things or companies can use that information to make more money and money speeds everything up but you got to remember like where this all started, like when we just tried to like build better houses for ourselves, we wanted to create uh, protection and safety for ourselves, or we wanted to be able to have a more diverse um, range of foods that we can eat, or we wanted better living experiences, whatever they might, or we want these, you know, things that, like comforts that we don't actually need in our life. That all came from a place within us that wants more, that wants to do better, that wants to understand more, a curiousness of humanity. And I find that this thing in the 21st century where you go and get a job and then you buy a house when you're 20 something years old with a chick that you've known for a couple of years and then that locking you down to like your Monday to Friday, your fucking January to February, your spring to, to summer, you know what I mean? Like it just fucking all gets taken away from you so quickly and before you know it, you're an adult doing adult things and you haven't really made any real adult decisions. You haven't asked any adult questions. Who am I? What am I doing? What do I want? It's a crazy thing and I feel like the thing that I get because of this situation I've created for myself where I'm doing the thing that I love doing and I've allocated time within what I'm doing 
to research myself, to understand myself better, to put myself in situations and do activities and intertwine these activities into my business life so that I can understand who I am and I can question myself and I can have these experiences where I can walk away and have a retrospective view and like, what the fuck was going on? Instead of just worrying about like, right, today's Sunday, I'm back at work Monday morning, I do this, 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 this. I'm always at work. It's Sunday afternoon, I'm recording a fucking podcast for Monday morning. Monday morning, I'm going to wake up and do all my social media, Like, but none of it is work the whole time I'm still learning about myself because I don't have this responsibility to someone else. And I feel like I don't say this like I'm bragging. I'm saying this because it's so important to me that I want everyone to have it. I want everyone to have this. That's the idea. I'm having such a great time doing what I'm doing. And unfortunately, I heard other people who have made millions of dollars saying the same thing that I'm saying right now and being like, this is where it's at. And you go, yeah, dude, it's because you're a millionaire. I've got fucking nothing. I've got nothing. And I'm full. I'm rich. I'm wealthier than I've ever been my entire life. Because right now, I have like, I have my family close to me. I have like, I have something that's in progression, in action, that's ongoing, that I'm excited about tomorrow and I'm excited about next week and I'm excited about the week after. It's like the, the ceiling that I've created for myself with my, with my pure interest in what I'm doing now doesn't exist. I can get as big as I possibly want. And part of this is like, it doesn't make any sense to me, right? If, if I made, let's say, like, and I don't, I hate using round numbers, right? But like, I've got, I've got say two or three friends that bought a house and did the thing and you know, they're like, I confidently know that they're gonna be paying that house off for, and like, I, I don't want any of my any of my friends to think this is specifically them because I mean, let's just, let's just make up a bit of an analogy, right? This is because, I mean, I feel like it applies to everyone and it doesn't apply to everyone at the same time. But you know, I've got that friend who it's like, they bought a house and they're quite obviously now gonna be paying this house off for the next fucking 28 years, right? It makes more sense to me that even if I don't have a spare $200,000, if I have $200,000 and it would help them that much, when I say like have $200,000, like let's say I've got a million dollars to my name, right? To my name, I have a million dollars in excess funds that I could use, obviously like you invest some, what I don't, I'm getting too into the analogy, but what I'm saying is it makes so much more sense for me to give that to my friend. And I mean that on every level. Right now I have information that I'm saying, like I've spent the past like eight, nine, 10 months, whatever it is, building this thing. I've gone without food. I've gone without, I've gone living in a fucking caravan. I've done, I've literally put myself in the situation that I had to, to get myself here and have never physically had less money than what I have right now, but I have never been fucking richer. Nothing worries me. Nothing stops me. There is nothing in my way at the moment. Even the things that I can't afford, the question is, well, how do I afford them? It's not a statement of saying, well, it can't happen. Like part of, Part of me, when I ask myself, like, what's the point of what I'm doing here is to like, oh, I know these things and I'm really good at communicating. And now I have a means to communicate these big ideas that I have on an open platform for as long as I want to talk about it, in, you know, on the fucking Internet. It's almost a responsibility to do that. It's almost like, a, why wouldn't I do that? I feel so much joy and happiness from what I'm getting from things. How do I tell people about this without seeming cocky about it, or without seeming like I'm better than them, or without seeming like I'm coming from a place of dis- disingenuous, like a disingenuous place, like I'm, I'm just speaking about things that I've read in a book. It's like, no, 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 I'm actually putting these things in practice, and I have so much confidence in where I'm going in my path right now that I want to say this now so that when I am in that position, you know, later on down the track and black ink is something and it's backed by heaps of cool things and everyone knows about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, but I told you at the start that this is how, this is how it is, you know? I, I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I put it down to like, I bet on myself and I bet big because if I go broke, I don't want to go broke over $10. I want to go broke over 10 million, you know? Like I really just, 
doesn't make sense that everyone else doesn't have this ambition and this hunger for like progression and success. And not at all. That's what I, that, I think the biggest thing here is like, that's what I'm saying is it's not anyone's fault. Because when I go back to when I was working 12 hours a day, four days, four nights, four off, I didn't have the energy or the capacity to have these thoughts. I didn't understand that this was even a possibility for my life. It's like, I always put myself in this picture trying to think like, this is who I am. I am this middle class fucking superstar who like maybe is, you know, maybe has the ability to use their imagination and, and their, they're like, what do you call it? They're like a problem solving ability to like, a, not, not better, but differently to people. Like I have this ability to see problems and put them together in my mind to figure out what they are and to execute what I've just come up with in my mind. Like I'm really good at that. So I thought that like, okay, you go get a job, you build a career out of that job. Obviously, like I don't have any university behind me. I don't have a trade behind me. All the money that I've made has been through unskilled, casual labor that can work its way to a full-time job, but typically is exactly that, just like unskilled to semi-skilled labor. And then I got myself a truck license. And then obviously that's kind of like a trade in itself because it pays more than everything else. And yeah, it's super limited. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But the cool, the cool thing that, Fuck, where was I even going with all this? Yeah, as I, you know, having these jobs, you start to build these walls. You start to go, right, four, four, and four. So you put the walls up around like any sort of social life you can have. Oh, yeah, every fucking 16th weekend I have off, you know, maybe we can hang out then. But otherwise, you have these walls up, right, this is my life. Then you go, right, I make with this job $100,000 a year. So then you put the walls up, everything outside of $100,000 now doesn't exist to you, okay? So that obviously like there's loans that you can get for like half a million dollars with that sort of wage. So now the walls include those, but like there's no way you could ever buy, you know, a 25 story apartment building and rent out all of the things in there and make all that money. Cause you could never do that with $100,000 a year unless you, you know, you pretty much you could never do that. So the walls go up. And then you go, oh, you know, I'm really handy with my hands and I love building things with wood, but you're a truck driver, so the walls go up to that as well. Unless you do it in your spare time, but you won't because respectfully, everyone says these, has these ambitious hobbies where they go and spend $2,000 on something, use it for 10 minutes, then stop using it. Sorry, that's just how humans are. You know, if you feel like I'm attacking you, that's probably because it means I'm right. But the reality is these walls go up, these walls go up, these walls go up. And when those walls have been up for longer than 10 minutes, they solidify. They're like... They're hardened. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. And unfortunately, if you if those walls are up for one year, it takes two years of pulling them down before you start to get that freedom back. And this is the thing. I went from having a full-time job with the income and all the rest and like I'm now well past two years past that. And it's understanding that, it's understanding that not only was that not me, but the potential for what I am is so vast and so beyond measure that the question isn't really like the it's not even that it's a question it's just a, I guess the statement is that it's just that it is so vast it's there's so much like you can actually sit down and ask yourself and be like but if if you could be anything and I mean anything what would you want to be and it's like you know sometimes it might an answer is silly as like I want to be someone who goes base jumping it's like it's kind of like saying fuck man, well, how are you going to get good at base jumping? You kind of know how to have to parachute. You have to, obviously there's a whole bunch of like skydiving and have to do rah, rah, rah. Like to get to a point where you're a base jumper is fucking pretty crazy. And also like, are you serious? A base jumper? Yeah. If you want to be a base jumper, be a fucking base jumper. That's the idea. Do whatever you got to do today to start the journey. So it ends in you being a base jumper until you just get to a point where you're base jumping all the time and you're enjoying yourself. That's the idea, right? That's the idea. It's like, why would you not consider yourself someone who can do that 
I mean, sure, if you're fucking born without any legs or something, it's like, right, you got a bit of a limitation. But even then, it's just a bit of a limitation. It just means that your problem that you have to solve is a little bit harder than the problem that I might have to solve if we both wanted to be base jumpers starting right now with no experience. It's just... It's fucking... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, it's a super hard question for us to answer. If you could be anything you wanted... And there's no reason why you couldn't be anything that comes into your mind. What would you be? It's kind of like, fuck, I don't like, I, I know that there's a part of me every time I'm in hospitals and I watch how doctors operate, I'm like, oh, I fucking wish someone could have explained this job a little bit differently to me when I was a kid because I would love to be a doctor. Just a fucking uh, a high pressure problem solver saving lives, dude. Are you serious? That's insane. Like, don't get me wrong. I love... Pro- I love solving the problems of like, you know, how do, how do I fucking produce this garment for the least amount of money or how do I add the, add the most amount of value to my customer experience or how do I create really effective marketing and advertising strategies and techniques? I love solving those problems. But imagine if you like solved a problem and saved someone's life today. It would just be a very enriching feeling. But getting off the path, it's like funny how as someone I deem myself as reasonably uneducated in a... Um, like modern academic sense, but at the same time, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I consider myself to be reasonably uneducated like that, but at the same time, I, I think that had I applied myself to my, like my academic kind of um, path and like really just kind of understood what that was. Because this, th- this is the thing, like going into that, I feel like the whole reason I didn't do much with school and like I, I hate this whole conversation that people have where they, where they go like, oh, the schooling system is only good for some people because some people don't learn this way, rah, rah, rah. Like, I totally get that. I, I do understand that. And obviously, you know, without even having an opinion about it, there might be some some pretty, like, interesting faults that you might find with the schooling system in Australia in general. But at the same time, we need a system. And as far as, like, producing a, a reasonable turnout of, of students who do things, who who, I guess if the goal is creating people who can go and work, like the majority of jobs and like sort the men from the boys as far as like academia and that goes like it does do that it it does get it like the good people do go to the top all the average people settle into the center you get the few dropouts that end up being fucking whatever they are you get trade students out of it all the rest so it does produce like it is a good system and it's really easy to bash something when we're coming in at the tail end of it going like, what do you mean this system that we've had in place for fucking 150 years is shithouse and rah, rah, rah. It's like, okay, man, you're coming in a day like 10,000. Like understand that this started as a really good idea and it might've turned into a bad idea, but it's because of a whole heap of reasons and a whole heap of decisions that had to be made that you were never a part of. And in all honesty, if you were a part of them, you probably wouldn't have the, the fucking, the gall it takes to make those decisions anyway. So shut the fuck up, you know? Like, if you want to help, like, do something. Do something. Don't just say, oh, this is wrong. And this is the thing, like, almost in a way I'm full circling here because while the schooling system wasn't great for me, how did I learn how to do all the shit that I know how to do that I apply to my business? Through YouTube. And what do I do? I provide not the skills that I've learned to create the things, you know, like understanding Photoshop, using Shopify, using um, Instagram and understanding marketing or the rest. I don't talk about that. But the things that I have learned about in life that have helped me become a good human, in my opinion, and have helped me on the journey of like becoming a good man and becoming a good partner to someone, becoming a good you know, um, owner for my dog and a good son to my parents and a good person for society, 
all of those things I've learned, I can talk about for free and give back to the internet so that if there isn't another version of me out there who, who doesn't learn the same way or perhaps doesn't have the people in their life to provide these life experiences and it's like you can listen to me and hopefully take something away from what I'm talking about, you know? Instead of going like, oh, the schooling system's fucked and I learn better hands-on than I do in a classroom with a book. Yeah, dude, shut the fuck up. You're like every second dude. This, the, don't make it your job to complain about it. Make it your job to do something about it and be proactive about it, you know? Like, schooling system is weird. I don't know how I fucking branch into the schooling system. The schooling system is weird in that I feel like the I feel like a lot of the things that I find myself doing now that I'm learning as an adult... Uh, like disciplinary things like before you catch up with someone uh, say you know I catch up with someone every two weeks right now before I catch up with this person I go back in my diary I remind myself what was going on that day I get the brain thinking about what we might have been talking about anything that I was meant to follow up I make sure that I followed up and I make sure that I'm like contextual with the first thing that I talk to them about when I sit down with them now that's just some you know look cover what is it look say cover right check i think that's what it was that's some look say cover right check shit that's literally all that is on a bigger scale that's adding some days and weeks in between each thing but that's basically what that is doing homework it's like literally teaching people to take the things that they were learning about during the day and apply it at night right before you go to sleep is a really fucking good way of remembering things and then if you wake up and revise it right before you go to school it's on your mind it's fresh it's good to go so I spent all those years trying to fight homework and saying like, oh no, I'm, I'm actually heaps smarter than someone who has to like revise. I just remember from the day before, bro, you're as human as everyone else. So again, shut the fuck up and do this thing they're trying to help you with, you know? Like these disciplinary things that I do as an adult is all this shit on repeat from school. So in one way, I'm like, yeah, the schooling system wasn't ideal for someone like me. But also at the same time, like, I think, I don't know. In some ways, I want to say like I failed myself in, in, in some ways because I remember making these conscious decisions as like a smart ass young, young boy saying like, oh, you know, X, Y, Z, I don't want to fucking learn this or I don't want to be a part of this or I don't think this is important for me or I don't think this applies to real life. But at the same time, it's also those decisions that turns you into the motherfucker that is the sort of person that starts a brand. You know what I mean? It's the sort of person that's ambitious and, and listens to that entrepreneurial voice in their head and say like, right, I'm going to go chase this shit. Man, I feel like I'm hell flossing on like my achievements that aren't even anything in this episode. If that's what's being received by you guys, I apologize. Maybe I'm also just a bit self-conscious because I am a bit seedy today. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to just I'm just trying to fucking offer you content. You know what I mean? I'm trying my hardest here for you. I hope your Monday's going well. I love you, okay? That's what this is all about. Remember that. I'm having a great time. I want you to be having a great time. And I want you to want the next person to have a great time, you know? How's that? Doing something nice for someone for free is for free and it's doing something nice for someone. How wild is that? You can just do that now. You can literally, the next person you have an interaction with, you can just give them a compliment for no reason. You know? How's that? How's the fucking... I always struggle to give people compliments because I'm scared that being, you know, like a super attractive six foot four dude with like a beautiful smile and great eyes that they think I'm flirting with them. But the reality is... Most people are just so fucking taken back by getting a compliment these days because they don't get them outside of their fucking comment section on social media. So it's like a, oh, yeah, like, thank you. That's that's so nice, you know? And even, mm, yeah, no, that's way too far off the track. But I think it's just like a, I, it's, a it's another muscle, I guess. It's something that needs to be exercised, giving people um, positive reinforcement. 
You know what I mean? Like things, like little reminders, you know, like I definitely make sure that starting, you know, starting with your home life, like don't forget to tell the person that you're meant to be connecting with, you're meant to be, you know, a part in partnership with, like if you have a, sorry, if you have a significant, um, significant, uh, what do you call it? Person in your life that you're dating or that you're with or whatever you, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know, you know what I mean? Like someone that you care about, dude, you should, you should tell them all the time. You should remind them. You should let them know because it's not even important that they know. It's just important that they know that you're feeling like that, you know, and being able to like, I always get kind of jealous. You know, those like middle-aged women that are just happy to call anyone honey and love. And they just like, they have that, those mum vibes where everything's fine. And when you're around them, you're like, ah, oh, my world's crumbling, but how's your day? You know, like I just, I, I'm always kind of like envious of the way that they can just like project that positivity and have nothing loaded behind it. You know what I mean? They can give you a big hug and it's just so that you feel good for a moment. And then like you realize it's because they've been, they decided to be that person at a certain point and they've kept on going to a point where they're so comfortable and relaxed in, in the fucking delivery of that, that they don't think about it anymore. It just comes out of them. And in that, I like see this ability to like learn to be like, oh, I can actually be like a compliment artist. I can help. I can help people see the best sides of themselves that I'm sure they know, but they just need a little reminder. And in doing that, you know, you, you open up the door for like, then the next time you see your mate, you're like, fuck man, you're looking healthy. What's that about? You know, what have, what have you changed? You know, or if it's someone of the opposite sex, being able to compliment them and like, this might just, I'm not saying that I struggle with this. I'm saying that my, my anxiety takes me to this level. When I compliment a female, I, the last thing I want is for them to feel uncomfortable. I would never want to, you know, like, like obviously starting from the most obvious, I don't want to say some overtly sexual shit that is offensive, right? All the way to like, I don't want to, I don't want to say something that, that, that might make them think that I was thinking of them sexually. Like I just... Oh man, that's a whole conversation of its own. And I know I'm fucking anxious about it because I'm out of breath thinking about it, but it's so weird. I feel like being a gentleman in, and like I've talked about this obviously in previous podcasts, but contextually to this, I feel like the job of being a gentleman is such a precious dance that we do in 2021 where like you don't want to be fucking offensive. Like the whole idea of like, I can hold the door open for a female and she's like, what, you think I'm fucking weak or something? It's like, no, I just, you know, it's like you can't even really like respectfully, you, you don't even want to be around kids for too long without their parents there because the whole world's so fucked up that if that kid ever says anything, it's like then you, it's always you defending yourself when, like, do you know what I mean? That, that probably came out all wrong. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like there is so much bad shit and it's so fucking in your face now that I feel like being a strong man who wants to offer these like you know, protective and um, quite dominant like features into their environment. And, and this, you know, I know there's people out there fucking thinking that this is the worst thing a man can do is be fucking protective of, of society and of people who don't have as much ability. But I feel like there's definitely some responsibility within being a man where you should be able to compliment a lady and have her feel beautiful without there being any innuendo around it. And you, like you should be comfortable around kids and be able to express your love for a child without you know, running the risk of someone going like, oh, I don't like the way he fucking holds my kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a weird fucking battle to negotiate in, in 2021 and just like seems to be the fucking normal thing. I don't know whether I just haven't been exposed to enough like young kids where I'm comfortable with them and I, you know, I just, I feel like that anxiety is always in the back of my mind. I, I never want to be seen as the thing that I, that I'm obviously not within myself. So I feel like, but yeah, 
the idea of being um, someone who can compliment people with just that the baseline of it is like being organic and being genuine and then like being able to deliver that whole like emotion not even emotion just like that whole kind of gift of just like hey this is just something nice that i can give to you it's you know you can take it away you can let that positivity just run through i don't know i fucking i've gone off the deep end here man ah but yeah dude go do something nice for someone oh even on the coffee van the other day there was this one chick who uh i think she ordered a couple of coffees and um she went to oh she went to pay for it and her first card declined and she goes oh fucking wrong card and the bloke behind her was like, I'll grab a large flat white and I'll, I'll bloody cover hers as well. And tapped it straight away. And it was just like, dude, that's sick. That's so cool. Like that was that like that was barely even for you. That was just for her. You know what I mean? And it's 10 bucks. Who cares? That's beautiful. You know, I know cafes like they, I think cafes in the past have done that thing where you can like pay it forward, where you pay for your coffee and the next person's coffee. I'm not sure if you heard of that. And then sometimes I think they even allow like a... You pay it forward like that, and then like if someone homeless comes in and wants a coffee or and a cake or whatever, then someone's already paid for it for them, sort of deal. So it's kind of cool. Oh man, I tell you, I had this. Um, I have a going back to like you know trying to going going back to the point where like I feel like I have some sort of responsibility and, and I find some sort of uh, depth and worth maybe maybe some like inner fiber in what i'm about to talk about i understand social media reasonably well i like understand content creation reasonably well and i understand like just like e-commerce and all that reasonably well not great i'm not saying that i'm anywhere near a professional in this i'm learning all this you you know you've seen it all in real time you're learning with me because i'm telling you as i make my mistakes and as i have my success but the one thing that i do know is like, there are some things that are never going to fucking work. You know, there are some things that it doesn't matter if you keep doing them. It's not something that's like, oh, one day it'll land. Every day it's not going to work. And I don't understand how some people take the information that they had in like 1995 and try and apply it today and think that it's going to work. Like, look, this is probably the most amount of publicity that this person's had so far, but there's this fucking place in town and it's called Terry's Treasure Cove. And look, this place is filled full of fucking awesome bits and pieces. But out the front, it's got a black shop front. And then out the front of that, there's like a car park and shit. And she's got like balloons off like the pole out the front. And like, who knows what the balloons are, what they've got written on them. Because like, we're being serious now. When you're driving past this, this is what you see. And out the front, it's got Terry's Treasure Cove. Okay, are you a costume shop? Are you a Terry's Treasure Cove? Are you a fucking cake shop? Are you, uh, you know, do you sell treasure? Um, are you a fucking, like, are you somewhere that sells the fucking gold detectors? Uh, are you somewhere that sells, like, scuba equipment? Like, honestly, Terry's Treasure Cove could not be more fucking vague as far as the name's concerned. And also, like... You gotta tell people what you do because if you're relying on foot traffic in this particular area, without getting in, into the foot traffic argument, this particular area has no foot traffic. Like you've got the foot foot traffic of like a lunch bar where tradies go in and out from the ute inside and out, and then you've got like a fucking promotional joint which prints shirts and all the rest. It's like no one's really there to be like looking for something to do for 15 minutes. But the wild part is you walk inside and it's like holy fucking shit. 
There is so much stuff in here. It's one of those like collectible slash antique slash salvos fine sort of places where like there is just so much stuff going on. And to be fair, it's all like, you know, that there isn't anything that's particularly expensive in there, but everything is just a little bit more expensive than what it should be. But the crazy thing is, is that it's all in one place. So it validates the price. So it's a very interesting place to go. And when we went there, it's also one of those places where it's set up so you kind of walk a lap around the outside. And the cool part is you end up doing like three or four laps because you never see everything the first round. One really great thing that they've done is they haven't tried to include clothing in there. The reality is people don't go to a knickknack place to buy clothes. And like I've seen it done a million times and it's worked once and the other 999,999 didn't. And somehow nobody learns off that. But Terry did. Now, I'm assuming it was Terry behind the counter who was doing her thing, very polite, very lovely lady. We had a bit of a backwards and forwards conversation. But the thing that fucking blows my mind is like, I don't know if she's going off like, and also Terry, if you're listening to this beautiful shop, I was a pleasure to meet you. I, I, I gave you some advice. I'm not sure if it landed and that's what I want to talk about right now. But um, the, 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 what was I going to say? Okay, let's talk about the advice I gave. So, and also look, someone comes into my shop right? Looking like me, especially wearing fucking this. And they try giving me advice on what to do with my business. Honestly, dude, get the fuck out of my shop and don't steal anything. I know how I look. I know how I'm perceived. I understand it. Fucking whatever, Terry. But also like, I don't think she was giving me that, that treatment. I'm just saying like, from your point of view, I want you to understand that I know that if I walked into my shop looking like me and was start and was like trying to give some advice, it just does it. It's like, bro, who are you? You dress in a fucking t-shirt and cargo pants. I'm not listening to you. You know what I mean? Unless you're going to buy a fucking knickknack or a keychain and get the fuck out of my shop, right? But I was like, oh, this is a fucking dream of as far as like being able to sell shit online. You know, I mean, obviously, like I know you're doing super well here with the foot traffic and shit that you got, but like what you need to do is post little videos and little pictures on Instagram with the right hashtags as consistently as you possibly can. Understand how to make reels, be posting them engage for an hour every day you're going to have a popping instagram page in no time at all because you've got a million and one cool things to take photos of right i've got a fucking brand with like 20 items and like i almost don't have things to take photos of like i have to like put things together i have to build situations where i can you know collect content and all the rest and it's like you have a shop full of shit with the coolest background in the world which is the shop full of shit to take these photos you can have like and like I didn't say all this to her I just said you know oh have you got a Facebook page and she said yes I'm guessing they have a hundred and something likes all good and she's like oh yeah they made an Instagram the other day and you know I've got to learn it's like yeah you have to understand Instagram better than you understand how to fucking work a cash register because that is the easiest free marketing that could completely turn all of this into a real fucking high power business you could have more shit being bought and sold online than what you're ever going to sell with people walking in and out through your shop in Bunbury, you know, that's the potential of the internet. And the crazy, the crazy thing is like, you could even build like section days. Like you could have like religious Sundays where on Sunday you post all the, like everything you post has got to do with like cute little antique fucking, um, Christian, uh, Bibles and all, because she's got like a whole section for it. Then on Tuesdays, you could have a whole theme thing on Tuesday. It's like the content would be so easy to create. And people love engaging with this shit because it's unique. And also if you go like, oh, also you can buy this thing. You know what I mean? Like I I got this from her. Like how cool is this? Little fucking teddy bear. He's smoking some herbal essence. He's loving it. Look at that. Little key ring. Like dude, 
If I saw you posted that and it was $5 plus postage, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm buying it. You know what I mean? Now, I bought that when I accidentally found your shop and we decided like, oh, we might go in and have a look. And even right up until we walked into the door, I was convinced it was a fucking a costume shop. And then after seeing it straight away, it's like, oh, take my money. And that's a cash $5 note that I had to hand over for that to get it. And I still did it without thinking. So if you're saying I can do all of that without even, without even getting out of bed or getting my wallet out, that's a fucking game over, you know? And again, going back to the thing where like, I want everyone to be as happy as me. Dude, if I know this shit about business, I want everyone to know that if you've got a business and it can be applied to your shit, then why wouldn't you want to do that? You know? And like, I mean, all I got was a little conversation saying, you know, I think I said, you know, uh, oh, are you online? She goes, yeah, we've got a Facebook page, so jump on and check that out. And it's like, yeah, okay. So you've got your Instagram? Because I mean, realistically, I mean, you could do something with Facebook, but I mean, if you know Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram is what's really going to do well in a situation like that. You would back it up with Facebook and TikTok, and then maybe you might play around with YouTube, but still, it's even not really worth it, unless she had her own passionate sort of thing where she could speak for, you know, make cool, interesting niche videos and all the rest. But yeah, then when I was like, oh, do you have Instagram? She's like, oh yeah, we made that the other day. You could have been pushing Instagram for six months before you open and had a following before you even opened the door. You could, I mean, realistically, you could actually have all of this shit in a warehouse, be paying half of the rent, not have any foot traffic at all and still be selling all of it. It's just a case of being consistent and making sure that once you find it, like if you find you're doing super well just inside the religious things, Keep all the other stuff going in the background if you enjoy doing that. But then it's like hone in on the religious things. Try and get as much shit as you can from, you know, whether you're buying it off eBay or going to garage sales or going to the salvos and continuing to get that stuff. So then you can push that to the front because you know your audience responds to that. You can put up your little fucking 10 and 20 and 30% price tags because you're charging for things that could be worth anything. You know, if you say this Bible is worth 50 and this Bible is worth 120, the customer doesn't even really need to know why. They'll just go with it because there's nothing that's relative or comparative comparative to it. So they make the sale, you know? So it's like, it's, yeah, just like hurts my feelings when I see people. Like even a local place in town here that's just opened up, a mobile food joint, I went to tag them on Instagram and then it said that they don't accept messages from particular people. Now, look, I don't know whether they fucking, I don't even, I don't think they would have blocked me or whatever, but like at the same time, like why wouldn't you just accept messages from everyone? You're a public business. Why the fuck do you have to be told that? You know what I mean? Why doesn't your food packaging have your label on it so that when I take a photo and put it on Instagram, it's free marketing. Think about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, this is a thing, I, uh, like most, some people don't realize these really obvious marketing tactics, right? That like really big companies use. It's like, you know why the bag that you get your McDonald's comes in has a big fucking McDonald's logo on the side? That's so when you get home and get all the shit out of the bag and you eat the burger and rah rah and you leave it where it is, it's why the box has McDonald's on it, it's why the cup has McDonald's on it. They continue to advertise to you the whole time. You take it home, they take up free property within your house where they get to advertise. Dude, do you know how much I would pay to put a fucking black ink sticker on the inside of everybody's window inside their car so everywhere they drive, they're peripherally seeing my logo? That's exactly what McDonald's did. And that's something that you can do with your small business, which is almost free to do and works instantly. I want people to have this knowledge because I have this knowledge. Whew. Wow, dude. I've done fucking 45 minutes. That was crazy. I feel like I didn't talk about anything. I maybe got angry about nothing at all and I still feel seedy as fuck. So thank you for coming on that journey with me. 
I hope I haven't worn you out too much. I hope you got something from this. And also, if you're listening, fucking reach out. Talk to me. People are doing it. I love hearing that you're listening. I love finding out the people that I never thought would listen to my podcast are listening to my podcast. I want to apologize for last week. I had three days off. I'm a fucking bad person. I know. But it was that damn coffee van. I was just trying to fucking... I was just trying to do the right thing by my boss and do the best possible job. On Thursday night, man, I fucking, I wouldn't say I barely slept, but I definitely had it in the back of my mind. I wanted to touch base with the boss and make sure she was happy upon coming home and seeing everything done. So I saw her on Friday morning and had a big fucking sigh of relief when she said she was happy with the job and that customers were happy and all the rest. So that's a win. I reckon I might be doing a few more shifts here and there for her so she can um, have a bit of a break. And uh, I think she uh, has some other interests that she does. So it gives her time to do that, which is really fun. And yeah, it just gives me a chance to fucking get out there and have some interactions with people. And remember, as I said before, like the amount of money that I'm getting paid to do that is like under half of what I could be earning as a truck driver. But that is an opportunity that has presented itself to do something that is attainable, achievable, doable right now with doing a thing that I want to do, doing it for someone that I like doing it for. So I am no better than that opportunity. So I do it right So don't forget the story about the boy with the... I'm fucking getting too deep into this, dude. i got to fuck off. I'm 48 minutes deep. So this is episode number 25. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. I need you to like and subscribe if you haven't already. I feel... I went... I got to 44 subscribers on YouTube and now I'm down to 43 again. Somebody fucking unsubscribe me. Can you believe? I don't blame them. Look at what I'm wearing. Anyway, enjoy your day. Be good to your mom. I'm out. Yeah!